Join Edwin Frondozo on the Business Leadership Podcast every week for a unique program featuring insights and actionable items from the world's most successful business leaders. Hear firsthand the exclusive interviews and personal journeys on how today's transformational leaders made it to the top. I had actually sent them all an email of about 10 questions that I asked them to answer for me. That, And so I got to know them a little bit through writing before I even met them in person. Um, and that really kind of helped shape my perspective of you know, the team I'm going into, but also, you know, the version of myself as a leader I could bring to the team. This is the Business Leadership Podcast, and I'm your host, Edwin Frondoza. Welcome. How are you doing today? Thank you for joining me. This is episode number 71, and my guest today is Laura Denham. Laura is a creative producer with over 15 years of global experience in broadcast, events, content, theater, and games. She's an integrated marketer who connects brands with culture, versatile team member who thrives under pressure. Lastly, she's passionate creator who brings big ideas to life. In our conversation, we discuss why it's hard to commit to things that go into achieving greatness. She talks about how she builds new relationships with her new team, specifically at Notable, and how Within her role, she's driving an authentic connection between members of their community brands. And lastly, we talk about how a mentor helped her cultivate her leadership skills. This episode is brought to you by Dell Small Business, empowering Canadian entrepreneurs with the tools, technology, and resources they need to succeed. The Business Leadership Podcast is a friend of the ITWC Podcast Network and supported by our media partner, IT World Canada. Now, here we go. Welcome to the Business Leadership Podcast, Laura. Thank you, Edwin. Thank you for having me. I mean, it's it's amazing. And really quick inside joke. Um, this is actually our third time trying this due to some technical difficulties. But heck, <laughs> I, thought, I thought I just had to share this with the community and everyone listening today. So really excited to, to finally get this started. So Laura, first off, why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners? Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, and what you like to do when you're not growing or, or leading businesses. For sure. Uh, my name is Laura Denham, and I am the Chief Creative Officer of Notable Life, um, Canada's premier portal for content uh, regarding the lives of young millennial professionals and everything that interests them um, from a lifestyle perspective. I... I'm one of these Notable Life community members myself. Mm-hmm. So um, ironically, my personal and professional pursuits have a lot of similarities. So when I'm not busy working and, um, as you put it, helping to lead businesses, I'm out there you know, connecting with things that drive me and my passion and um, you know things that drive me creatively and uh, connecting with other amazing creators in my community and other young professionals. Um helping them out with their endeavors, whether it be events or working on my own, whether it be content or, um, you know, performance, dance type of endeavors. Um, yeah, I, I like making stuff, basically. Awesome. Well, I'm really happy, really excited to learn more about what you do and, and how you're doing it as well. And for the listeners out there, really, you know, hopefully we understand how, how you're able to merge your passions with your career as well. But I know you mentioned Notable Life. And for those yes. who 
for those who don't know who Notable Life is, it's really interesting, great community. But can you tell us your current role? I know I know you've been there just for a short while. And uh, tell us what you're doing and perhaps what you're trying to accomplish over the next, you know, your first six to twelve months over there. For sure. Um, yeah, Notable Life has actually been around for a while in um, in Canada, um, celebrating ten year ten years this year actually. Um, so even though I'm fairly new to the organization from a professional capacity perspective. I've actually been part of the community for a very, very long time, uh, which is how I know about um, Notable Life. And as Chief Creative Officer, um, I get the awesome job of coming in and making sure that the voice really does represent the interests of our community, um, the driven, young, passionate um, millennial professionals and entrepreneurs and creators, um, making sure that we're uh, serving up content that inspires them and resonates with them and making sure that we help brands connect with them in authentic ways that um, really kind of puts that professional millennial m mindset at the forefront. So I lead the team um, on a day-to-day -day basis and I get to apply that creative and strategic lens. Um, and ultimately probably one of my favorite parts of this job is mm -hmm. I get to help shine a light on the amazing you know, talents in our community and, and hopefully share their stories too. Not unlike yourself, Edward. Awesome. Well, that, that that's super exciting. And, and I'm always learning and hearing about amazing folks within our community in Toronto and throughout Canada. And thanks to, for Notable Life for, for putting that spotlight out there. So when I, Laura, when I looked at your career, I mean, it was, it was you know, you have a colorful career, you had some interesting roles. Can you share with us some key decisions? Ideally, what, what I like is, and where people grow, is those difficult decisions that mm -hmm. you had to make that allowed you to grow as a business leader. For sure. I think um, really for me in my career and where I've developed and I have kind of had a, a very diversified career. Mm -hmm. I think probably some of the hardest decisions line to fundamental areas for me. Uh, one, having the guts to to make those changes that aren't so comfortable, whether it be, you know, moving from TV to um, working on the Olympics, you know, feeling intimidated by that transition, or then moving from there into the agency marketing side. Um, you know, you talk about transferable skills. And of, of course, we all we all have them and work on mm -hmm. them. But when you actually have to make the decision to push yourself to try something new and, and see if you've got the goods, you know, that can that can be hard mm -hmm. and difficult. But I've, I've been able to reap the rewards. And then I'd say the other kind of territory of difficult decisions is just really committing to the non-glamorous, hard, hard work. You know, sometimes as you try to strive for greatness, um, the, the big glamorous decisions um, are hard, but, you know, they, they feel perhaps more satisfying than uh, the hard decisions to, you know, push that extra 15%, stay late every night this week, um, really dig in and, and do the grunt work because um, that's the thing that can separate the good from the great. And it's not always easy to make the commitment, but when you do, it really pays off. So yeah, I think that's how I talk about the hard decisions in my career. Yeah, right. No, and t tell me more in terms of that. And, and, and I think in terms of you know, the different projects that you've been on or some of the campaigns, what were some of like, maybe not difficult decisions. I mean, you talked about it, like that, that extra staying late. What was one of the ones that really stand back in your mind? Like, man, if I didn't do that dirty work, 
I might mm-hmm. not have been here. Oh, that's a really great question. Um, I could probably say that, hmm, I think some of the hardest decisions I've made from like a work perspective mm-hmm. is maybe leaving certain positions in my career um, that were very clear and comfortable right. and I had a growth path set in mind and, and in truth, great team members and mentors um, and to pursue something that was less guaranteed or less clear. Um, when I made the move from a, a full-time employment position, um, gosh, nearly 10 years ago uh, <laughs> to try to try my hand out at freelancing, for example, in the TV industry, um, that was really, really hard because moving in, from something where you've got that regular paycheck and you have benefits and you have, you know, a certain level of sustainability and, mm-hmm. and comfort and moving to the, you know, that entrepreneurial, um, you know, learning to incorporate, learning what it means to hustle, learning, you know, looking ahead to your next contract. Um, those were some of the hardest kind of more daunting times um, earlier on in my career, but they paid off huge. I definitely wouldn't be where I am today if I had, Hadn't had the guts to try my hand out at freelance. As mentioned, you've been in number of organizations. I mean, it it sounds like you went entrepreneurial and you were working freelance with different companies. Mm -hmm. So throughout your career, as you change, obviously the people you worked with and and the responsibilities changes along with them. So now being in a new role or semi-new role now at Notable Life, can you share with us some of... You know, share with us how you're managing the transition. I'm managing the transition by digging in and getting to know the team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at the end of the day, what are businesses um, and companies? They're, they're groups of humans trying to do something together. Um, and so there may be processes and, and deliverables and, and milestones you have to achieve, but how you get there can be completely determined by who the teammates are, how you interact, your communication styles, your relationships. Um, so as a leader in all the times I've been in that position, and especially in this one, I, uh, I'm started, I started from a place of who are these humans? You know, what, what motivates them? What drives them? How do they find satisfaction in their job? What drew them to be part of the notable life team as well, because as a leader, if I can understand where they're coming from and where they want to head, I can best, you know, galvanize their, their efforts towards a common goal. I can also make them feel, um, you know, that they are getting as much as they're giving, um, and ultimately drive the organization's goals forward in a positive way as well. So starting with the people, I think is definitely the, the fundamental, foundation to my leadership style. No, definitely. And transitioning into an organization, and you may have some familiarity with with Notable, but do you have any tips or exercises or something that you do when you come into a new organization or a new team to really like break that ice? Oh, you know, it's funny you asked that actually. Um, before I even started with the Notable Life crew, I had actually sent them all an email of about 10 questions um, that they, I asked them to answer for me that, you know, it was a pretty broad set of questions, everything from, you know, what do you do at Notable Life to 
um, you know, what's a, what's an accomplishment in your life you're really proud of personal or professional. Um, and then all the way to where do you see yourself in five and 10 years? Um, and so I got to know them a little bit through writing before I even met them in person. Um, and that really kind of helped shape my perspective of, you know, the team I'm going into, but also, you know, the version of myself as a leader I could bring to the team um, to hopefully help us kind of just go after this next level and, um, and kind of achieve more together. How was the uh, the feedback? Did you get 100% feedback from from these new team members that never worked <laughs> with you? You know what? I got great feedback from the team. Um, I think, you know, at the end of the day, people just want to feel heard and they want to mm-hmm. be, they want to feel seen, you know, and um, change is also unnerving in the workplace. You know, a new boss coming in, what does this mean for me is often a, a point of view of people in any type of organization at any level at any age. So I think it's only been a couple of weeks together, but we're already having a great time doing very cool and exciting things. And um, yeah, we've gotten to know each other, I think, pretty quickly, because we started it off from a place of, you know, let's, let's learn about one another, so we can really kind of hit the ground running. So yeah, it's been wonderful. And friends, I guess, too, right? Oh yeah, I was uh, I was just out with them last night. <laughs> awesome, that's great. <laughs> so so Laura, I know you mentioned before before we had we had press record that that now you're in part of your career, and I'm sure a lot of the emerging business leaders or senior leaders now have taken the time to now instill that knowledge or that wisdom back to, to mm-hmm. people who, who are looking to grow or looking up to you now. And, and what you had mentioned was that you're learning as much now from your mentees than, than you did, you know, from your mentors at that time. So with that, what advice would you give someone going into a leadership position for the first time? Yeah, I, uh, I can't, I'm so glad you raised this. Um, I learned, I have received so much from mentors throughout my career. I actually think that I'm like unusually lucky in this regard. <laughs> I feel like I've just, whether it's been. You hit the jackpot. Uh, I really feel like I did. I don't know what I did to deserve it, but I, um, like even right out of university, my very first boss, when I worked in finance in London, England, teaching me how to negotiate for salary increases to uh, my first uh, line producer and then subsequent executive producer in television who um, the powerful women who taught me the ropes of what it means to produce excellence in, in live television and so giving with their talents and knowledge in a predominantly um, you know, freelance world, which usually means people are sometimes less likely to share because it's a little bit more competitive to then on the agency side, amazing smart marketers, integrated marketers, strategists, creatives, um, who kind of showed me the things I didn't know when I was making that transition um, from other other industries, and I don't know. Like I said, I don't know how lucky how how I got so lucky, but along the way, I've seen the power of mentorship, mm-hmm. and I have been able to excel because of it and really get ahead. And so it kind of became this thing in my in my life and my career where it became a pay it forward strategy. Mm-hmm. And so now when I am mentoring people, whether it be um, on the whole with a team or, you know, the select few that I've been uh, lucky to connect with over the years who um, have let me into their lives and let me share the things that I've learned 
through my career and, and whatnot. Now, as a mentor, the thing that I'm learning the most is, um, you know, how my leadership style can flex and evolve based on the needs of the person that I'm teaching. You know, how, how important communication is. Um, and when you're explaining something, how um, you can help someone figure out how to problem solve on their own. So whereas when I was coming up in my career, it was very much about the skills and the learning and knowledge. Now it's about um, that leadership approach um, in the mentor-mentee relationship. And it's really exciting for me because, um, yeah, because it, being able to pass it forward is just helping me also get to the next level as I move ahead. Uh, so it's been a huge force in my career. I, If you have not had a mentor or not invested in a mentee, it is my number one recommendation. Yeah. And, and, and we talk about mentorship a lot on the, on the program and I'm really curious, and this is just thinking at the top of my head, how do you, now that you're mentoring when people, you know, young, you know, very driven people approach you, how do you engage with mentors? Because the people who are listening sometimes find it difficult to find that mentor. So what, what should they be saying to someone like yourself or someone who they want to approach to, to engage them as either a mentor? I think the most important thing is to quick, quick, quickly communicate to your mentor specifically and directly that you value their time and you're trying to get X out of the relationship. Um, when I've met amazing younger talents and they've said, I'm trying to achieve this, I'm trying to become a producer, or I'm trying to become a creative, or I'm trying to become a, a marketer, or I'm trying to break into the Olympics. Um, when they have told me their goals mm -hmm. and how they view my skills as being able to help them, you know, so Laura, I want to become a producer or because I have seen your work in X and I appreciate this. And therefore I want to learn that part of your skill set. Then I know the roadmap. I know exactly how to help them. I know exactly how to invest in them. And I also know that they have a vision for themselves. You know, uh, you can't really, I don't really call it mentorship when it's just um, positive general reinforcement. Mm -hmm. If someone has a vision for how they, how they want to grow and where they want to get to, and they can communicate that to you, it's easy to help them because you know what they're looking for. So I think as you approach mentors, be clear about what you're trying to achieve. Tell them what you want in in their role as your mentor to be. Um, make your intentions known and go after it. And um, that also really communicates passion too. And who doesn't love to hear about that when, you know, you're stepping up to be a mentor. So how you doing? How are you, how are you enjoying the conversation that I'm having with Laura? Laura is such an inspiration and really loved all the different roles she played, specifically working within broadcast and CBC and working on different events and games. So I hope you're enjoying this episode that is brought to you by Dell Small Business, who understands the hard work and dedication that goes behind running a small business and, for me, a podcast. Specifically, the flexibility to work from anywhere with a mobile-first approach. There's nothing small about your small business. So if you are enjoying this podcast, please sign up to our monthly newsletter where we share our latest interviews, live podcasts, events, and upcoming guests. Go to thebusinessleadership.com slash newsletter. Now let's get back to it. Hey, hey, hey.
aside from mentorship, I know I know it's a key learning point for myself, a lot of my friends and my colleagues as well. So I'm, I'm wondering what else are you doing to continue to grow and develop yourself as, as, as a leader? Well, um, I think at this point in my career, the big thing that I'm trying to focus on is developing this amazing team at Notable Life. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going through massive growth as an organization, you know, known for being more of a publication and media um, organization mm-hmm. to truly a full service content company um, driven by insights and, you know, strategic creative ideas leveraged from our community and whatnot. So our, our work is expanding and we're also evolving the business model. So as a leader, that's a really exciting challenge for me to shepherd this team that's been there, you know, as we existed in the previous format through this change. And I'm using, uh, you know, the co-CEOs at Notable Life as, as continued mentors for myself in that regard. Um, so staying tight with them, what is the vision? What is the strategy for the organization? And kind of really listening to their expertise becomes, they both come from different worlds than me as well. So there's always something to learn mm-hmm. if you're open to it. Um, and then I think as well, at a certain point in your career, you have to think beyond your own circle, you know, um, having ambitions towards great leaders or achievers that perhaps you're not even connected with and just observing how they got to where they got to um, being inspired by people who um, have done it for themselves and kind of think really, really big and try and imagine how to get there for yourself as well. So not, not just be bound by perhaps your own current community, right. uh, but allowing yourself to dream bigger um, to get inspired because you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. And if you can um, expand your imagination of what's possible, um, then you know what you can go after and create that vision for yourself. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. That's awesome. And in this podcast, I, I get I get a lot of insight from my guests in terms of what what's on their night table. So what are you what are you reading right now, Laura? You know what, Edwin? I'm actually it's not so much that I'm reading this books as much as it's helping me write. Okay. Um, there's this book by um, Lara Casey, and it's called cultivate what matters mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it, it's it's basically um it's basically a guided kind of goal setting book that um takes you through um a period of time the one i have is for six months and really helps you focus and dive deep into goal setting but starting from a place of like, helping you really connect with what your passions are and what drives you and is it, what it sounds do you like want- a directed course per se to help you to help you you know, follow your dreams or your goals. Exactly. And it's, it's, um, it's this book that you write into help you kind of uncover, they call it, you uncover your meaningful goals to take action on what matters most. Because I think as well, you can relate when you're so busy and at your, you're at a certain level in your career, there's so many different things that can take your time and staying focused um, is one of the bigger challenges when you've got a lot going on. hundred percent. I, so, I could relate to that. <laughs> Yes, yes, exactly. So this book, it's, um, I've never done anything like it before. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. It's like a power level journaling. 
<laughs> with a, with a, a driven mindset. That's how I'd say it is. I like it. Power level journaling. And you mentioned, I mean, just real quickly, you said this. you're doing a six-month version. Like, how, how does that look like if you were to do it again? Can you choose how long you need? Um, there are some different versions that they go out, that they get sold out pretty quickly. Oh, wow. Um, for like for like twelve months and six months, but um, I like that it's a little bit shorter in time frame because mm-hmm. you know you know sometimes if you set goals and they're just too lofty and too far down the pipe, it almost it almost becomes a barrier to achieving them. It's like more micro level goals with action plans set in place. Um, you know. I think it can help you kind of get there and like achieve, you know, one at a time and keep on going and keep on building. I mean, that's really interesting. It, it's making me wonder if you actually do like the longer time set ones with the short one concurrently, because it almost sounds like it. you need the big macro goals, but you know, you don't want to work on the macro goals. You just need to work on the micro goals to, to keep you going. Well, I mean, I'd say it's probably a mixture of the two. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, uh, we'll have to have another chat when I finish this book and I'll can let you know um, what the experience has been like. I've never done it, like I said, so who knows? Well, I'm excited and uh, let me know. I'll, I'll even be a, your accountability partner if you need that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Laura, fun, fun question. I, I, I really love this question on the podcast. Sometimes throws throws my guests off. But if I were to ask any of your... Your team member. For, I mean, for you, it could be past, present, your colleagues, your peers. What's the best leadership quality that Laura possesses? What, what do you think they would say? Oh my gosh, this is a tough question. Um, I was actually out with an, an old colleague mm-hmm. um, quite recently, actually, and you're reminding me of that conversation because we were we were talking about, uh, he brought this up actually. And he was just sharing with me that his perception of my leadership was that yes, I was very busy and I had a lot of things going on all the time. But, um, when I was in a meeting with him or working on a project with him or delivering, you know, feedback with him, um, I was really there and I really cared and I was very happy and, pleasant like pleasantly surprised and grateful that that was his perception Mm -hmm. because um i feel very passionate about teams and people um i didn't make it to this point in my career without the benefits of connecting with you other humans and you know learning from them and growing from them and so the fact that i could have the feedback from someone that i've worked with and led that they feel i'm all in with them Mm -hmm. Um, that made me feel really good because that kind of speaks to my personal value system. I'm a very passionate person and I care a lot. Um, this isn't just a job for me. Um, this has been a lifelong passion that's turned into a career. So if the people around me are perceiving that in my attitudes and behaviors and the way that I lead with them, um, for me, that's fantastic. So yeah, I'd say, I'd say that's the thing that, uh, people pick up on that I'm, I'm kind of a full-on type person and I care and I want to do great work with people, uh, not just alone, which is it's pretty awesome to hear, quite frankly. That's great. Well, congratulations on that and getting getting the feedback and getting, I guess, what, what you know, the alignment of who you are personally and, and really reflecting that out to, your, to the people that you work with and the people that report to you. So congrats on that. Um, Laura, we'll change gears a little before we end i is there anything else 
that you're working on? I know this is fairly new, being a notable, but do you have any other special projects, initiatives? Or it could be anything fun in your life that you're looking towards or like losing sleep over. (laughs) Well, I think probably the thing that's coming up that, I mean, we've got a lot of exciting projects coming down the pipe. Mm -hmm. Um, We just, I just hired my, uh, vice president of strategic partnerships. His first day was a couple days ago. So we're growing rapidly. We're doing a lot of amazing projects. We're going to have some big things coming out in the next couple of months. But um, one thing I always look forward to, and we've we've already started work on um, at Notable Life, is the Notable Awards coming up in November. Mm-hmm. Um, last year, I was lucky enough to actually win an award at the Notable Congratulations. Awards, which, which I think was foreshadowing what this, this future position perhaps but um the notable awards shines a light on the best of the best in our community across the nation um from all different types of disciplines but really the the creators the entrepreneurs the hustlers um the professionals who are doing it best in in the 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 millennial community and so um that's coming up in november and i can't wait for the notable awards because it's it matters to be able to recognize the people who are doing great things. So yeah, I think that's probably the thing to look out for. And I'm losing sleep over it, but in a good way, because I'm just excited. Awesome. Well, it's always, you want to be <laughs> it's always an amazing event. Because so. It's like, it's like, I don't know about you, but when you know, you travel, you, you're getting ready for it. Sometimes you lose sleep over it when it's getting closer and closer. Well, exactly. And I mean, if it doesn't get your, your blood pumping, what's the point, right? Exactly. Laura, before we end, can you share any final thoughts, observations, or, I mean, ideally some type of actionable recommendations that you can share for, for any of the growing or emerging business leaders who are listening today? Yes. Um, ironically, I think it's the piece of information that brought me kind of to this role with Notable Life, which was you know, reconnecting with this community that I'm a part of. Um, I'd say to people starting out in their career, look around you because you're probably already connected with a lot of amazing people Mm -hmm. who are going to be in your life in a career way for the rest of your life. I look back to my time in university and even to a certain extent high school and amazing connections that I made back then are still actively part of my professional world today. And if I had known that, you know, almost two decades ago, I, I would have probably felt one, a lot more relief because I'd known I already got something right. Mm -hmm. And two, and two, I would have been like, okay, let's do this. Let's support each other as we grow up in this, in whatever industry we're in and support one another's initiatives and help each other out. And that's kind of why Notable Life exists. So there are, are literally organizations that have been created to do what a lot of people can do already in their own lives, which is take a beat, look around your friends, your colleagues, and recognize that you're probably going to be able to help each other out throughout your careers. Know that actively and do something about it because, yeah, it's pretty great when you have that crew around you that you can all kind of flourish together and help one another. Well, that that's really insightful, Laura, especially when a lot of people may be listening today and they're thinking, you know, I don't, I don't, I want to be, I want to get to this position or I need to do something or I need to change someone. And it's really taking stock of who your friends are today and what are they doing and maybe really getting more interested 
in what your current friends are doing mm-hmm. today because uh like you said a decade or two later they still might be around there hustling and and still making moves absolutely yeah it's uh it's definitely been one of the great truths in my career and life and um and it's also made it a lot more fun awesome so, that's great yeah so laura to close can you tell us where we can find more information about you notable life or or anything you'd like to share with the listeners today uh for sure i mean absolutely check us out online um instagram at notable life twitter at notable.ca facebook at notable life um you know our website notablelife.com amazing content stories um it's going to be evolving quite quickly as well now that we're kind of heading into this new chapter of notable life's voice um and then of course i guess check out the notable awards um you know in the next couple of months We'll be opening up for nominations. So those professional-minded millennials who are driven and ambitious, let's let's get you some recognition. So it's uh, notablewords.com. And I'm on LinkedIn, Laura Denham. And yeah, it's so easy to connect these days, isn't it? I love it. Laura, thank you so much for your time and joining us on the Business Leadership Podcast. Well, thank you so much for having me, Edwin. As always, this is great. That's it, biz leaders. Thank you for joining me on the Business Leadership Podcast, episode number 71 with Laura Denham. If you want to learn more about Laura, Notable, or anything else that we discuss, please go to thebusinessleadership.com slash 071. This episode is brought to you by Dell Small Business, empowering Canadian entrepreneurs with the tools, technology, and resources they need to succeed. The Business Leadership Podcast is a friend of the ITWC Podcast Network and supported by our media partner, IT World Canada. And if you haven't done so yet, please subscribe to our podcast on iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you're listening to your podcast today. Thank you again. Edwin signing off. Thank you for listening to the Business Leadership Podcast at thebusinessleadership.com. Help me.